0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Sports by the Hour podcast. Today we're doing week four predictions with uh, Ethan Schaap,
1: Matthew Schwab, and special guest
0: Evan Stillett.
1: So the first game we're going to be talking about is the Washington Redskins versus the New York Giants. For this game, I personally have the New York Giants coming out with a win here. Uh, I think that Daniel Jones is going to have another amazing game, even though the Giants are lacking in a Saquon Barkley, and for the season... uh, obviously lacking in an Odell Beckham. I just don't think that the Redskins have any options to compare to the Giants, even though both teams are horrible. This is just going to be an ugly game to watch. Uh, It's not really worth tuning into. I think it's just going to be offense with no defense the entire game.
0: Uh, I also have the Giants winning this game. And it's not because of what Schwab thinks that uh, Daniel Jones will have another amazing week. Um, I think he's going to fall back down to earth and become the second uh, starting rookie quarterback like he will be. Uh, I just think that the Redskins don't have a lot going. They're struggling on offense. And the main reason why I'm going to go with the Giants is because uh, I did think even with Barkley being out, Daniel Jones gave them hope, which I don't think this organization has had with Eli Manning for the last three years. So that's why I'm going to go with the Giants on this one.
2: I have the Redskins winning this match matchup because the Skins, although not looking good, uh, the Skins although not looking good, they have been playing okay. They haven't been playing horrible, ga- horrible t- games, but the Giants have been playing pretty, pretty bad. And then Daniel Jones started up last week, but I feel like he's gonna have a uh, uh, regression. regression in this week. So in the matchup between the Chiefs and the Lions. With, them both being, with the Chiefs being 3-0 and the Lions being 2-0 and 1-tie, I have the Chiefs winning the game, but I feel like it's going to be a lot closer than most people expect. I think the Lions have a very good offense and they've been firing on all cylinders. But with Darius Slayout, I feel like the Chiefs have the edge on them and I feel like the game will go to the Chiefs.
1: Much like Evan said, I don't think this is going to be a defensive battle. Both defenses are just awful. The Lions only redeeming quality on defense is Darius Slay, but since he's questionable and probably not going to play, um, this is just going to be an offensive battle. I do think that uh, TJ Atkinson, Matt Stafford, Karrion Johnson, and Kenny Galladay all make up a fantastic offense that is highly underrated, but at the same time, they're not the same offense that the Chiefs have, so I think the Chiefs. It's either going to be a close game or the Chiefs are just going to absolutely wipe the floor with the Lions.
0: Um, in this game, I also have the Chiefs. Uh, everyone is talking about their offense being able to hang with the uh, the Lions' offense being able to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think this game is gonna be that close. Uh, Darius Slay is the best um defensive player in this league on this team and. Uh, he's going to be expected to try to guard Hardman, Kelsey, and Sammy Watkins with uh, Patrick Mahomes at a quarterback. I don't see the Lions being able to stop this Chiefs offense at all. And I think Chiefs defense is actually playing better than expected. Last week against the Ravens, they were studding up against Lamar. And uh, I think the Lions offense will struggle, especially later in the game if Matthew Stafford starts playing sloppy, trying to catch up. And I think the Chiefs are going to win by a good amount in this game.
1: Next game we're going to be talking about is the Titans at Falcons. Personally, I think that the Titans are going to be able to come out with a win here. I think that their receiving core is strong. I think that Derrick Henry is a very, very good running back who doesn't get as much credit as he should. Yes, he has his games where he doesn't perform well, but at the same time, when he has a good game, he is almost unstoppable. You can't tackle him up high. You have to aim for the legs. Um... But with the Falcons, I just don't see it happening. With the Falcons, I think that they just have a very lackluster defense, to say the least. And Matt Ryan has been well below average in the past few years since that Super Bowl run that he made. Um
2: I have the Titans winning too because of their I think they have a very underrated wide receiving core with Corey Davis and AJ Brown, along with Delaney Walker, which is one of the three Ageless Wonder tight ends in the league right now. I feel like Derrick Henry is a stud, but I feel like he has his games where he just does nothing. I have I like Mariota personally, but I feel like he's having one of his worst years he's ever had and he hasn't had a good year. Period. And then I feel like the f- on defense the Titans are just going to double team the fal- uh Julio Jones with J- J- Butler
1: <laughs>
2: with Butler and uh, Kevin Byard double teaming the uh, <laughs> double teaming Julio Jones and I feel like Calvin Ridley will be a factor but I f- I don't think he'll be a big enough to edge the Titans.
0: So um I actually have the Falcons winning this game. Uh, the Titans have been very, very disappointing to me this year. Um, they went out and destroyed the Browns week one, and then Mariota and the Titans have lost the two backup quarterbacks, one being Jacoby Brissett and the other being Gardner Minshew. Uh, to me, Marcus Mariota is incredibly inconsistent, uh, even with good weapons on offense. And for the Falcons, uh, I still think their offense has great potential. Julio Jones is going to be doubled. But Calvin Ridley, I think, is a decision maker in this game. Uh, if Matt Ryan can f- somehow find a way to be accurate on the D-pass, which he has not been this year, Calvin Ridley gets open downfield. And that's why I'm going to go with the Falcons in this game. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I have the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. Um, mainly because of the Cleveland Browns have a bad O line and the Ravens have a great D line. Uh, I expect the Ravens to put more pressure on Baker Mayfield, which has been the fall of this team. Uh, Baker, when he gets pressured, he gets constantly pressured every single game that has led to his poor performance in his five picks. Therefore, I I expect the Ravens to be extremely aggressive, blitzing him and um, causing those picks and turnovers to go up for the Browns. Uh, The Ravens have also been the exact opposite. They're the only team in the league without a turnover. Lamar Jackson's been playing extremely smart, throwing the ball well and running um, on good options. So I expect the Ravens offense to be uh, clicking and their defense to be the, the biggest and strongest factor in this game.
2: I have the Ravens winning between the Ravens and the Browns because I feel like the Browns are a team that hasn't yet clicked. They're not together. And with this new head coach being his first year, I don't see them have, being able to out outplay call John Harbaugh. And I personally don't see Baker Mayfield putting up enough numbers to outscore our offense. But a big factor to watch out in this game for is Miles Garrett. He's been everywhere on defense. And I feel like we Lamar Jackson is going to be pressured this whole game.
1: So unless if John Harbaugh has another nightmare of a coaching situation this week, I think that the Ravens will come out with an easy win here. I think that Lamar is going to pick apart the Browns defense I think that it's going to be another fantastic passing week for Lamar Jackson last week he had a bit of a rough game uh, wasn't his best performance but he nearly got us a win um, I do think that the Browns have a chance I they I think they have a strong chance at any point in time this season they have the potential to click they have the potential to become the most dangerous team in the NFL. They have the weapons for it. They have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, who's been playing pretty pretty poor this year, um, and obviously on the defensive side with Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. I just think that the Browns at any point could click, and whether or not this is the game uh, that they do, we just have to wait and see for it. What do you have
0: winning? Ravens. The next game we're going to talk about is the Raiders at Colts. Uh, I have the Colts winning this game. Uh, I expect it to be a very close game. Uh, The Raiders, um, two best players in my opinion are Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr has played very impressive to me. Uh, He has really no overall help on this team. But uh, to me, he's been accurate. Um, He had some bad turnovers week two against the, uh, the Chiefs. But other than that, he's been accurate, hasn't been too sloppy with the ball. And Josh Jacobs has just exploded onto the scene. Um, rookie running back. However, I am going to go with the Colts. They're coming off two big divisional wins. Um, has look good behind the uh, Colts' uh, improved offensive line, um, start around Quinn Nelson. But the only reason why I'm not 100% sold on the Colts is because their defense, uh, even with Darius Leonard, has looked iffy at times, and Derek Carr could take advantage of that. But I'm still going to go with the Colts to improve the 3 and 1.
2: I have the Colts winning this matchup because. Other than Josh Jacobs, I feel like the Raiders offense is very clunky. They don't they're not consistent and they give up they make bad uh turnovers. But on the other hand, I feel like the like as Ethan said, the Colts defense has been struggling, but I feel like they're going to make an impact on the Raiders offense a lot more than the Raiders defense will have on the Colts because the Colts O line is just too strong and the Raiders D line is just one of the worst in the league right now.
1: I disagree with both of you. I have the Raiders winning this game because I am pulling for Derek Carr right now. I think Derek Carr, even though he's highly underrated, talent-wise, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think this year, the only reason he's not getting recognition is because the team around him is god-awful. If Derek Carr were not on the Raiders, the Raiders would be just as bad as the Miami Dolphins. Derek Carr is that team, whether people like to think so or not. And I'm pulling for Derek Carr, so I think that the Raiders are going to come out with the with a win here.
0: Uh, one more point about the Colts that I want to say that I think will help them win this game is not only do they have an amazing offensive line for Jacob Brissett to sit behind, but they also have Marlon Mack to run behind that O-line, and Brissett will have time to find uh, Eric Ebron and T.Y. Hilton downfield uh, for open touchdowns and yards. So that's why I think their offense will be better and they'll lead to a win over the Raiders. The next thing we're gonna talk about is the Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Both of these teams are undefeated, surprisingly. Um, I'm gonna go with the Patriots in this game. Uh, The Bills have looked good. Uh, Josh Allen has taken a major step um, from last year's performance. Uh, I would say not as big as Lamar, Lamar Jackson has taken, but both of these second year quarterbacks have looked way better than last year. While you have Josh Rosen in the same draft class Uh, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield who have looked worse Uh, Sam Darnold hasn't really played Baker Mayfield has had turnover problems and Josh Allen is being benched occasionally for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but um for this game I think the Patriots across the board are just a more or or a better team the defense arguably is the best defense in the league Um, And I just think they'll outmatch the Bills
2: I have the Patriots winning this matchup, but I feel like depending on how Josh Allen plays, this game could be a lot closer than people think. I think the Bills' defense has been clicking on all cylinders. I think they have been firing on all cylinders. But I feel like they could hold the P- Pats' offense because of the injury, pr- the injuries that they've had through Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman being banged up. I feel like even though it's even though Josh Gordon, I feel like is a top ten wide receiver. I think the game will be a lot closer than people think because the Bills team has just been firing on all cylinders and they've beat teams that they shouldn't have beat.
1: So I have the Patriots winning this game, but it is totally not out of the question to say that the Bills could easily take this. Um, The Patriots have been struggling with a few injuries, but, I mean, it's the Bills and... Even though they're 3-0, they've played against three rather mediocre teams. Um, I just I want to see the Bills win, but at the same time, I just don't think that they can. Josh Allen has played absolutely fantastic this year. I, he's had some amazing games, especially week one with that comeback against New York. That was a fantastic game. That was the best game I've ever seen Josh Allen play, and this— in a sense, is Josh Allen's breakout season, um, which normally you don't always see in second-year quarterbacks. You normally wait until their third or fourth year. Um, but I think that the Bills can make this a close game and even possibly come out with a win. But for now, I think I have the Patriots winning this game.
0: Um, just as a topic about the Bills, the Bills' uh, three wins this year have come from the 1-2 and Jets, the 1-2 and Giants, and the 0-3 Bengals. And now they're going to play the um, Patriots, who are the Super Bowl champions. So I think it's a big step up, and it'll be a challenging for them to win this game.
1: So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Panthers versus the Texans. Again, I think it could be a close game, and I do want to see the Panthers win. But the Texans are just too strong of a team. The Texans have done a fantastic job building up their team over the years. Uh, obviously drafting Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. So I just don't think that the Panthers really have a shot unless if Kyle Allen performs like what he did last week, obviously throwing four touchdowns um, in his second career start. The Panthers could make it a close game. The Panthers do have weapons to make it a close game on offense, but defensive-wise, I just don't see it happening with the Panthers. Nothing clicks on their defensive side, um, but on the offense, I think CJ. Uh, I think that Christian McCaffrey could easily could easily have a great game, and so could DJ Moore. All
2: right, I have the Texans winning this game. The only the only flaw that I see in the Texans team as a whole is the O line. The O line is probably one of the worst in the NFL at the moment but I feel like their defense can carry them along with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, who are, in my opinion, two of the best players in their respected positions.
0: Uh, I have the Texans winning this game. Um, I think the Texans' offense is a lot stronger than um, the Panthers' offense. Uh, I think uh, their passing game, they have – the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Also, their run game has been extremely, extremely impressive. Um, with uh, Carlos Hyde and duke Johnson playing way better than expected. Um, with the, especially with the loss of Lamar Miller right before the year started. Uh, they also have Ky- Kyle Fuller to line up uh, alongside with DeAndre Hopkins. And the only problem I have with the Texans is actually their defense. Um, the Texans, when they played the Saints and when they played the Chargers we were very close to blowing both those games on the final drives. The Saints game, they did blow it by dropping three safeties deep and giving uh, the Saints the wide open nine yard gain for the um, for the game winning 58 yard field goal by Will Lutz. And in the Chargers game, uh, on a three minute drive for uh, Phillip Rivers, they gave up two fourth down conversions, one being a fourth and 13. And I watched uh, Benjamin get wide open over the top of the uh, Texans uh, defense and drop a game tying touchdown. So the Texans' defense, especially in the final minutes of games, has scared me because Deshaun Watson has put his team in a position to win all three of these games. And they blew one and almost blew the next one.
1: So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Chargers against the Dolphins. There really isn't much to say. It, it's a blowout. It, even though the Chargers are 1-2 and two and they've gotten off to a slow start, it's a blowout. It's the Miami Dolphins, the same team that has lost by 40 or more points in two out of their three games this year. It's a blowout. There's nothing more to say. The Dolphins' offense is terrible. The Dolphins' defense is terrible. They're probably going to go 0-16 this year. Alright, I have the
2: Chargers playing. I have the Chargers beating Dolphins. I, it's it's just going to be a blowout, like Schwab said. I feel with Melvin Gordon coming back and expected to play this week, I feel like it's going to be even more of a blowout. But the one thing that the Dolphins do have going for them is Preston Williams. I feel like he's an underrated wide receiver. He's a rookie, so he's a lot to prove. But he has been studying up, and I feel like he's the only thing going for them in this game. Um,
0: I also have the Chargers winning in a blowout. Uh, I don't see the Dolphins have really any chance winning this game. Uh, the Chargers have been off to a slow start, uh, but one of their losses came to the Texans, which they almost came back and won, and the other was an O time loss to the uh, Colts. So the Chargers are far from a from a bad team. Uh, they've been an injury-prone team, but uh, I think they're going to blow out the Dolphins uh, next week. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Rams and the Bucks, or actually the Bucks at the Rams. Uh, I have the Rams winning this game, the Rams defense consists of Aaron Donald and keep to Taleb, and I think they're going to outplay Jameis Winston and the Bucks offense. Even though I like uh, Mike Evans and uh, uh, tight end, young tight end uh, OJ Howard.
2: I have the Rams beating the Bucks. I don't think this is going to be a good game. I believe that Jared Goff is uh, just a hindrance to the Rams offense. I feel like he is not one of the best. He's not, he's not paid how he plays. He's, paid, he's an overpaid player. And at the end of the day, I feel like the Rams are going to beat the Buccaneers, but not because of Jared Goff.
1: Can we finally see Todd Gurley play like Todd Gurley this week? I mean, we haven't seen Todd Gurley do MVP candidate things in a while. Uh, obviously, he's been dealing with health issues. Um, but at the same time, they're just not giving him the ball. I mean, the Rams offense would be a a lot better if they gave Todd Gurley the ball more often. Todd Gurley is when he's healthy and when he has the ball in his hands. Personally, I think that he is the best running back in football under those conditions. But they're not giving him the ball and he's also not healthy. Um. Hopefully he can bounce back this week, but I just have the Rams winning this game uh, with an average performance from Jared Goff.
0: The next game we're going to talk about is the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Uh, I have the Seahawks winning this game despite Kyler Murray's um well performances. He did have a sloppy game in week three uh, with some turnover problems, but he's been passing the ball for extremely uh big yardage games, over 300 yards. Uh, The Seahawks, to me, I picked them to win this division. Uh, currently, they're 2-1 and one behind the uh, 3-0 LA Rams. But this team does bring up some questions for me. Uh, their two wins come from 2 and 0-3 teams. They beat the Bengals by one point in a game where I thought they were going to kill the Bengals. And in week two, they beat the Steelers by two points. Both of these teams are and 3 And when they went and played the Saints at home, the first decent team, uh, with a backup, Teddy Bridgewater, they lost uh, 33-27. to So, therefore... They did They did win two close games, but they could have been two easily losses. They could be 0-3 if one drive goes wrong in the fourth quarter. Despite that, uh, I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. Uh, I think he's bound to have a great season. Uh, he has DK Metcalf, who is a young stud wide receiver, and the old reliable Tyler Lockett. So I expect this to be a close game because I think Kyler Murray will have a good week, but uh, I think the Seahawks can win and improve the 3-1. I have the
2: Seahawks winning this game because I feel like Kyler Murray, although he's played very, very well, I feel like the Seahawks defense can contain them to 20 points. I also feel that the Seahawks offense will be able to score more than 20 points pretty easily against a Cardinals defense, which is battered up and, in one case, just not very good at playing defense in general. Other than Terrell Suggs, they don't have any leaders on their defense. And Patrick Peterson. Terrell Suggs and Patrick Peterson are the only leadership that they have on their defense. So I feel like they will not be able to stop the Seahawks offense.
1: I just want the Cardinals to win. I just the Car- the Cardinals haven't even been playing that bad. Like can can people just learn to understand that the Cardinals, as a, as a team, haven't been playing bad. I agree. Like they for for a team that hasn't won a game yet, they have been playing like a team. I mean the Bills are three and zero, but I feel like the Cardinals' offense is significantly better than what the Bills' offense has been. The Cardinals, I want them to win, and I have them projected to win, but it's going to be a close game, and they need Patrick Peterson and Charles Suggs to step up on defense um, if they do want to make that happen.
2: And the matchup between the Vikings and the Bears,
1: I have the Bears
2: winning it, because even though the Vikings have been putting up a lot of points and their defense has been containing teams... I feel like the Bears defense is un- unrivaled, probably the best defense in the league right now. And with the Vikings offense k- led by Kirk Cousins, I feel like the Bears defense will have a just it'll be a a straight out shutout. And I'll I might just be like another Case Keenum against the Bears. I also feel that even though Mitch Trubisky has been playing probably the worst he's ever played in his career, I feel like he will have a good game against the Vikings. I I think it's about time that he shakes off the cobwebs.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears on this game, too. Uh, I want to talk about something with the Bears. Since the 2000s, when it's been proven by the Baltimore Ravens that you can win a def- you can win a Super Bowl based on defense, we've had a few examples. Uh, the next one would be the Legion of Boom that made it to two Super Bowl trips and won one one. Uh, one The next uh, would be uh, one season by the Denver Broncos where Von Miller and the pass rush helped out by Derek Wolf just went absolutely insane and carried the Denver Broncos, who lost Peyton Manning for part of the season had Brock Eisweiler step in, got Penny Manning back towards the end of the season and the playoffs, and just wasn't the same Penny Manning. Beat Cam Newton, who was uh, the unanimous uh, – amazing MVP, amazing game, amazing season, and just made him look absolutely terrible. And honestly, he's never recovered from that game. Uh, Then you have – two years ago, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars defense with Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, um, just – being probably one of the two best duos as a cornerbacks ever to get them to the AFC Championship, where they lost to the Patriots. Oh, and Miles Jack was on that team as well. And this, the, the this Bears defense is another example of that. And I think it's better than the Denver defense and the Jacksonville Jaguars defense because now we're seeing it across two years, which would put it in the Ravens and the um, Legion in a boom era because we saw them last year win their division. Get them to the playoffs with a mediocre offense. You have Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks um, on the – on the well, you have – yeah, on the defense. You also – the line the, with the linebacker core with Khalil Mack, you have Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Rokon Smith is a second-year player out of Georgia who's just amazing in coverage, great speed. Danny Trevathan, um, what we saw last weekend's the Redskins, still amazing pass rusher. And then their secondary, you have Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mucamora. And then over top as a safety, one of the best safeties in the league, Eddie Jackson. This team, once again, will be carried by their defense. And we're seeing something truly extraordinary here. Therefore, I have them outplaying the other very good defense uh, coached by Mike Zimmer in the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I am kind of worried about Devin Cook. He's been going off this year. Uh, They also have amazing receivers with um, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Uh, But they have Kirk Cousins. And like Evan said, I can see Kirk Cousins quickly becoming Case Keenum and just ruining this game for the Vikings. That's why I'm going to go with the Bears to improve the 3-1. Schwab?
1: For this game, I actually have the Vikings winning. Um, as good as the Bears' defense is and as good as they've been in the past year or so, I I'm just feeling an upset. There's no real reason why. I'm just feeling as though the Vikings have an offense that nobody expects to be as good as they are. I mean, Dalvin Cook has been absolutely fantastic this year. Stephon Diggs is one of the most underrated receivers in the entire league, and so is Adam Thielen. Both of those guys are coming off of big years last year. The only problem with the Vikings offense is Kirk Cousins, who I think is a little bit lackluster. Um... But other than that, on the defensive side, they do still have Harrison Smith, who is a very good safety, even though he is getting older and older, and also Everson Griffin, who, despite being 31, gets the job done almost every game. So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Jaguars versus the Broncos. I have the Jaguars winning this game for one reason. That reason is Joe Flacco. It's it's amazing. That there is someone in the league who can be so oblivious in the pocket. But Joe Flacco manages to do it, and then some. There should be an award given out to the dumbest quarterback in the entire league. And Joe Flacco would probably win that every year. It's almost amazing how long he can sit in the pocket for. Joe Flacco could sit in the pocket for 15 seconds. His receivers could be wide open, and he would throw a check down. He would throw a check down instead of getting the guy wide open 20 yards down the field. Makes no sense. He doesn't have bad receivers. He actually has very good weapons around him. Obviously, Phillip Lindsey being the main one, but I just don't understand. Joe Flacco has played awful this year much like he played awful his last few years in Baltimore. Um, obviously, the Jaguars have one of the best defenses in the league, uh, even though they have not been winning games these past two years. I do think that their defense is still a strong point. And Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew is a god. There, There's no debating that. Gardner Minshew is, Gardner Minshew is the next one up. So I think that the Jaguars are going to come out with an easy, easy win here.
2: I have the Jaguars winning. I have the Jaguars winning, and I feel that it's not going to be a close game because Joe Flacco has just never been the same after his 2013 Super Bowl season, winning the MVP, and his season afterwards, he played well. But ever since then, he has just been a shell of himself. He's never played the same. And I feel like him on the Broncos is going to be nothing but a hindrance. I do, however, feel that the Broncos' defense will be able to contain the Jaguars' offense to probably around 14 to 21 points. Um,
0: I think this game will be extremely close. Uh, I think this is the Broncos' best chance to get a win. Uh, I think this is a winnable game. Uh, the, ja- the Jaguars' defense is obviously very, very good. Um, but they will be losing Jalen Ramsey, which will hurt their secondary. He's, uh, not being, he's not reporting to the team because his wife just had their second kid, and he doesn't really want to be a Jaguar anymore. So that before that means that gives the Broncos a chance with Joe Flacco throwing to Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Um, So far this year, Cortland Sutton or Emmanuel Sanders has been the number one target that defenses have covered, which leaves normally Cortland Sutton for one-on-one coverage with a cornerback two or a safety. And uh, I will take Cortland Sutton every day. I'm extremely high on him. He's probably my favorite young receiver um, next to Calvin Ridley. But the reason why I'm going to go oh also. For the broncos philip lindsey uh, i think the broncos offense needs to f- figure out that they need to stop feeding royce freeman because they drafted him and they didn't draft philip Lindsay. he was an undrafted uh free agent last year they need to stop they need to lose their pride on freeman and start giving this the larger amount of touches to philip Lindsay because the man was a pro bowler last year and is right outside top five running backs in my opinion he's An amazing receiving running back so they need to feed this man as much as possible especially for joe Flacco who likes to dump off to titans like noah fan or uh um phil blindsey in the backfield like he did with ray rice for so many seasons um for the jaguars the only reason why i'm going to go with them oh yeah so phil Lindsay, another stat on royce freeman is that he has half the touches and double the yards and i i know we three and maybe on the season then royce freeman Royce Freeman is not a bad running back, but Philip Lindsay is just an extraordinary running back who gives bursts of energy, like, like a top five running back in the league. Um, but the, yeah, the reason why I'm going to go with the Jaguars, and I do give the Jaguars a chance is because for the first time since this Jaguars team has had a good defense with Ramsey and Boye, uh, they have a quarterback. They've had Blake Bortles for the last, they had Blake Bortles for three years, who was obviously very, who's obviously terrible. And they did go and get Nick Foles, but he got injured before the end of the week one uh, game against the Chiefs. So now with Gardner Minshew, who was just throwing absolute dots against the Titans on last Thursday night, I'm going to go with the Jaguars because they actually have a suitable quarterback.
2: In the Cowboys and Saints Sunday Night Football game, I have the Cowboys winning. It's going to be a very good game, but I feel like the Cowboys have the edge in the quarterback's position because Teddy Bridgewater, although... Was a stud on the Vikings before getting hurt. Two back-to-back seasons, and then eventually being traded to the Saints. I feel like he is good, but I don't think he is better than Dak, and I don't think he'll be able to put up the points that Dak will. I am also, I also like Amari Cooper a lot. I feel like he is a stud, and if they're able to get him, if they get the balls in his hand, get the ball in his hands, he will score. And Zeke, although he has been not playing himself, I feel like he will have a good game against the Saints because. Other than Cameron Jordan, the Saints do not have a good rushing defense, and I feel that Teddy Bridgewater will have a good game, but he will not have a better game than Dak.
1: I really want to say the Saints because I feel like the Cowboys' luck has to run out eventually, um, but the Cowboys are going to win. The Cowboys are, win- are going to win, and I don't think it's going to be close. I know a lot of people are saying that it's going to be a rather close game. Um, I know both Evan and Ethan are saying that the Saints do have a chance to win this game, but I just don't see it happening. I, I think the Cowboys I think this is going to be a blowout. Contrary to what other people think.
0: Um, for this game, Cowboys and Saints, uh I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Uh I'm extremely high on the Cowboys. Uh I expect them to win this game and advance to 4-0 to go over the Seahawks in the division who are now 2-2 with the win on Thursday night. Uh, The reason why I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys is because uh, I think the most important uh, part of a football team, to have a successful football team, is the O-line. I think your O-line allows you to establish a run game. Um, You can always get a good running back from a draft who can come in and make some kind of an impact, especially if you have the best O-line in the league. Uh... And, um, so now that the, so yeah, so they have a good running, um, a running game with a great O-line and that takes your average quarterback and makes him a great quarterback. And therefore you can get the play action going and get passing. So that's what, that's what the Cowboys have, that's what the Cowboys have made. But not only do they have the best O-line, but they arguably have a top two running back with Saquon Barkley being out. I'm taking Zeke as the best running back who hasn't even played amazing this season. You have Dak Dak Prescott who has already thrown a perfect game this year and has the highest QBR rating of any quarterback so far in the first three weeks. He's playing amazing. You have Amari Cooper going off. Jason Witten, who's coming back out of retirement, already has two touchdowns. Michael Gallup stepping up. The new addition, Alex Cobb, is stepping up. Their offense has been just off the charts. And the Saints have struggled without without Drew Brees. They did win against the Seahawks last week, but there's obviously a little drop-off from Teddy to Drew, because Drew's a Hall of Famer quarterback, and even with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, uh, I think the Saints are going to win this game.
2: Uh, one more thing that I have to put on this game is that the Saints lost their biggest leadership in on offense. With Drew Brees being out, I feel like they will not function how they how they have been functioning, and they, they will play a lot more clunky.
1: The last game we're going to be talking about is the Bengals against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Bengals are going to win this game. It's going to be a horrible, horrible game to watch. Two god-awful teams, two 0-3 teams. Normally, we talk about teams being undefeated, but these two teams are defeated this year. They are both horrible. The Steelers' offense has been terrible since the losses of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um... Juju Smith-Schuster has now proven that he cannot be a number one option. Um, I think last year he had a much better year up to this point, um, and he hasn't performed well. The only reason that I have the Bengals winning is because, despite people saying that he's not a good quarterback, Andy Dalton this year has been studding up. Andy Dalton's been putting up numbers. He's been throwing two, three touchdown passes a game, 300, 400 yards a game so far, and the Steelers' defense has not looked good this entire year, so I think that the Bengals are going to come out with a win here.
2: In the game between the Bengals and Steelers, I have the Bengals winning because I feel like it, overall, the both teams are just trash cans being thrown at each other, but... I feel like Andy Dalton and the wide receiving core for the Bengals has been studying up between John Ross and Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert, who has been missed so many seasons due to injuries that I can't even count. But I feel that the Steelers stand a chance because even though the defense hasn't been playing the best, last se- last week they got-, five turnovers. they got five turnovers. And I feel like – she- Yeah. And with James Conner playing, they do have a rushing game.
0: Uh, in this game, um, it's two 0-3 teams playing. Uh, it's the Bengals and Steelers, which has always been a nasty game played. Very dirty. I don't think they're the best rivalry, but it's by far the dirtiest rivalry. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, the Bengals have played better in all three of their games. Um, but... I have to give credit to Andy Dalton because I'm a huge Andy Dalton hater, but he's been playing well. He's had a functioning offense. And the Steelers on the flip side with Mason Rudolph and the lackluster performance players with James Conner not playing well, Juju Smith struggling, Vance McDonald making zero impact on the season so far. Um, It's going to be hard for the win, but I just don't see the Steelers falling Yeah, I mean, yeah, both defenses have been terrible. Um, The the Steelers have been better than the Bengals, but uh, the reason why I'm going to take the Steelers in this game is because I don't see the Steelers falling to last place in the AFC North behind the Bengals.